Two months ago, I summoned the young creative minds of Otago and Southland, calling for them to create a story about a historic scientific discovery. Thanks to the generosity of some incredible sponsors, over $750 worth of prizes were on offer to those who entered. Those sponsors are the Otago Museum, Monarch Wildlife Cruises, the University Bookshop, Gore Paper Plus, Bird Shirts NZ, the Otago Royal Albatross Centre, and the Dunedin City of Literature. Now, after reading over 25,000 words worth of passionate storytelling, the winners have been uncovered. In third place is Cordelia Brown. In second place is Oshada Pereira. And in first place is Roxy LaRue. I present to you How I Became Famous, the success story of penicillin written by Roxy LaRue. Good evening, algae, protozoa, slime molds, fungi, bacteria, archaea, and even viruses. I am so honoured to be before you tonight to share my story. The story of how I became famous. Just like all of you before me, I have spent most of my life floating around in this wide, wide world existing in a state of simple pleasure of being part of this complex world. Until one day... One human changed my life forever. I first met Alexander Fleming in what I believe was the human year of 1928. I had come into contact with some bacteria and was beginning my extermination of it, like usual, when a gargantuan shadow fell across me and a booming voice said, Hmm, that's funny. This was Alexander, who would later be my stepping stone to worldwide fame, and it was all down to one simple ability of mine. You see, I can destroy what are known as gram-positive pathogens. These pathogens are very pesky to humans, as they cause diseases such as scarlet fever, pneumonia, meningitis, and diphtheria, against which mankind has been struggling for decades, as is their way. Let's face it, humans have been struggling against something or another ever since they began as tiny cells. Do you remember when they were one of us? When they were one of us. Ugh, what a good time. Which could come again, right? Single cell revolution, am I right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Actually, I'm rather fond of humans and I miss old Alex. You know, he was so happy about his discovery that he gifted me with what every microorganism longs for. A name. I am penicillin. And I am very proud of it. Now, you probably won't believe it today due to my worldwide fame, but at the beginning, no one wanted to hear about me, penicillin. You shake your flagellums, but it's true. When Alex first presented his findings of me to the medical research club, no one was particularly interested, and neither was anyone interested in his article in the British Journal of Experimental Pathology. Apparently, they could not see in me what Alex did, and didn't want to invest any thought into something that they thought to be an ultimate nothing. Dear Alexander's vision of using me to treat infections and diseases was completely ignored, but that is just some of the way that the greatest discoveries I've made. So both I and him were patient. 
It wasn't until 1939 that any progress on me was made. Two rather bright young men were studying the structure of the antibiotic, when one of them had one of those amazing aha moments, in which he discovered the correct chemical structure of me. It was rather an interesting experience, much like when one reaches the final stages of development. These bright young men were called Ernest Chain and Edward Abraham, and once they had published this finding, my dear old Alex became so excited that he phoned the head of their department right away to arrange a meeting. Apparently, when Chain heard of his call, he exclaimed, Good God, I thought he was dead! I had a good chuckle about that when I heard. But work immediately began, and at one point the whole Sir William Dunn School of Pathology was working on me. I couldn't believe my luck, and was so chuffed at being considered so important. They set to work on trying to purify me and work out a way to mass produce the antibiotic inside me, with which Alex had had so much trouble making enough of. The goal was now clear, to be able to mass distribute me to the public in order to help treat the pesky diseases that were plaguing the world at the time. They had a nice little operation set up growing the mould that I come from in all sorts of containers like bathtubs, milk churns and even food cans just to have enough of me to begin trials on animals. Once Norman Heatley worked out a way of extracting me on the production line, they designed a customised fermentation vessel and even began to employ people for the sole purpose of looking after the fermentation. I was now in the lap of luxury, my dear friends, with people to take care of every hiccup that took place and making sure that I successfully multiplied as is my nature. It was heaven, I tell you. Nothing feels better than not having to worry about anything and just being able to get on with being me. They were now removing any impurities in their cultivation process and soon I was being tested. I had made it to where all the greats had stood before me all those pillars of medicine such as anesthesia and the smallpox vaccine. I had made it. I had made it. All that was left to happen now was for me to prove myself as useful as Alex had first believed in me to be. I was first tested on mice to see if I could protect them from the same bacteria I had been destroying when Alex first discovered me. And I passed, I tell you, with flying colours. After a few more experimental trials in 1941, I was tested on the first human, a 43-year-old policeman named Albert Alexander, who had scratched the inside of his mouth while pruning roses and had developed a life-threatening infection and huge abscesses on his face and in his eyes and in his lungs. As I was being injected into him, I thought to myself, this is it. This is the moment where I stop being just a humble mold and start becoming a star. I fought that infection with all my might. It was a battle to go down in the history with epic clashes and bold strategies. After days he began to improve, but then my supply ran out and I was faced with no reserves and an enemy that was growing larger by the second. Tragically, I was not able to save Albert's life, but he played a major role in my success, so he is the hero in my eyes. I was more successful in other patients and was soon on to the British front line helping to fight infected soldiers while the soldiers fought on for their country. 
After the war, I was mass produced and now I am seen in every hospital in the world and have saved countless lives simply due to my sweet little talent. So I say to you tonight that you too can be as successful as I because you may find that humans need your special talent. So go forth and show the humans what you've got because each of you deserves that recognition that I got simply due to the amazing mind of my dear friend Alexander Fleming. I am Penicillin. Thank you for listening, and good night. From the bottom of my heart, I thank the sponsors who made this competition possible. I extend my greatest respects to all of the students who entered in the inaugural Dear Nature podcast writing competition. I thoroughly enjoyed reading all of your stories and encourage each of you to continue adventuring through this beautiful world we find ourselves in. Congratulations to Roxy and all of the other winners. Thank you for listening. I'll see you next time.